Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today is our post-summer check-in. Yes. Sort of, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We covered a lot of stuff in this, I mean, well, three things, but it took a long time (laughs) to cover Yeah, (laughs) I said there were three very lengthy items. Except for Love and Friendship. That one was quick. It was, but it was in my opinion, the most fun because it was the silliest. Yes, it was the one you were most excited about. <laughs> I feel like it was like the one Austin piece that I knew that you didn't. And I was like, for once, <laughs> I will know things that you don't. I know. <laughs> and we've only done three check-ins this whole year. And one of them was like the first episode of the year. So right, I feel right, like right. we might be doing a lot more check-ins from here on out just because once we like talk about our own, what we've been doing over the last two months, then um, mm-hmm. you'll see that we might like <laughs> <laughs> filler. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but before we start talking about what we've done, let's just talk about what we personally have done over the last two months, <laughs> a personal yeah. check-in. Yeah. Well, I think just before we kind of went on our personal hiatus, because we had recorded all these episodes beforehand and took the summer off, you were kind of still getting settled into your house. And, you know, how has things how have things gone since then? Well, I finally got my couch. (laughs) It took like eight months (laughs) to get here. (laughs) Yay. I put up all of my art on the walls and Mm -hmm. I had guests for the first time. So it's still in progress, but I would say it feels much more like just the other day I was looking and I was thinking, I almost forget the last place I lived even though for like 20 years. (laughs) I really love my new house. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like I was last time I saw you. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I had to think for a second, like, where did Maya live last? Like, as if I had not been going to that house for years. I know. It's just weird the way that happens. Because when I first moved in, it kind of felt like I was living in an Airbnb for a while, just Mm -hmm. like with a lot of random stuff in boxes. But now it it feels like my house and there's still a lot of stuff I want to do to it. But it's definitely, um, it feels like mine now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's really coming together. Last time I saw, and it just feels like home, like you're lived yeah. in it. Yes. <laughs> and uh, um, you did have a huge new surprise that you got recently. Oh, yes. Uh, well, okay, let's see. Right after we finished recording all of our stuff, I think, my mm-hmm. old lady cat passed away. and. Yes. I, that was the second cat in a year that had died. So I was in, I was just not happy <laughs> about that. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to get a puppy. And when I decided, it was just kind of like, oh, and I found this place. And I was like, oh, I'll just put on a waiting list for this dog that I want. And it all happened super fast. And within a month, I had a new puppy. And <laughs> yeah, he's like, He's a golden doodle, and his name is Cooper Bennett Adkins. <laughs> Catch the references. Yes, named in honor of the podcast. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yes, so I had like a month of our month off where I was just like, oh, you know, I had nothing to do. It was nice. And I was like, I'm ready to get back to work on the podcast. And then I got a puppy. And then my sister came to town with her kids and 
that was crazy. I mean, just because, <laughs> you know, having a puppy and three kids and, and then at the, very end of, yeah, at the very end of that week, my dad had to go in the hospital because he had caught pneumonia or not caught pneumonia, but, you know, developed, developed. pneumonia. Yeah. Not COVID related, but at the same time he went to the hospital, there was when all the surge of COVID was coming back. And so it was just insanity. Right. He's doing much better. He should be home soon. He's Yay, not in the hospital, awesome. but he's um, being rehabilitated. But last time I talked to him, he sounded great. And that's so anyway, great. so life has been way crazy for the past month. And I have not done any work for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's completely understandable, <laughs> especially with everything going on. I feel like it's, I think I mentioned this earlier, but it's like it feels so much worse than last year like so much more chaotic and almost like unsafe i feel like we're have the same amount of knowledge yes but i don't feel as depressed about it like i feel like last year when it happened i was like feeling very emotional about the whole thing and i was very alone and isolated and now i definitely am like well screw it i'm vaccinated i'm putting on my mask i'll go out in the world i don't fear that anymore you know like it's Mm -hmm. out there but yeah, I gotta live my life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I think maybe we we understand more how to be like safe about things and how yeah. to like prevent bad stuff from happening. Yeah. It's a virus, so. But what's been going on with you? You've had some good stuff happening and some crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. Let's see. Let's start with the crazy stuff then. I had, you know... <laughs> I had, I think maybe two, almost two years ago, I had to get a new car because I had inherited my grandma's 2000 Honda CRV. And as you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as well, as I think I drove my grandmother's 2000 CRV at one point. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when we get all the emails that everyone has driven their grandma's 2000 Honda CRV. But it was such a great car. I really loved it. It had like this, like, purpley blue hue to it it was like almost like a different color than every other crv and it like lasted forever i had to get like no major work done it on it ever nice and it was just it ran pretty well but um (laughs) it uh, towards the end of its life they just had a lot of issues and there was there may have may have not been a check engine light that was on for almost a whole year that went unchecked. <laughs> so I may be partly to blame, but I did eventually have to retire it and get a new car. And I got a Nissan Versa Note hatchback. And I was really excited about it because I had heard such great things about hatchbacks and like mileage and whatever, whatever. And I barely had to fill it up ever. And it was a great car. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> huh? I said, that's the best. I hate filling up my car with gas. My yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Well, what was so great about it was that it got really great mileage. And so I only had to fill it up maybe twice a month when I used to drive every day to work. And I think I would spend less than $20 filling it up and it would last forever. It was I the best. It. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, um, we live in Florida where freak weather likes to visit. And I, I think we were at your house that day (laughs) and on the way home from your house, we were like in our neighborhood, like group looking at people posting pictures of flash floods in our area. And we were like, oh, that's crazy. Whatever, whatever. And our house is kind of like up on a, like a tiny little hill. So it kind of like, you know, to me, I would have thought like, oh, wow, our neighborhood's good. We're probably not flooded. 
And so uh-huh. we went to go turn down our street and it was underwater. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was the water, I would say, was probably halfway, more than halfway up my car. And so eventually are pretty new to your house, too. So you haven't yeah. experienced all the weather at that house yet. <laughs> no, yeah, we haven't even been here a year. So this is going to be like our first summer rainy season. Uh huh. And it's an old neighborhood. So it's like, you know, I, I assume the drainage is probably not the best, but <laughs> well. <sighs> turns out my car got flooded and <laughs> I was doing everything that I could to get it, you know, to keep it in good condition, couldn't get all the water out. And eventually they totaled my car. So I had to get rid of it. But the good bright side is, is that they paid me more money than I thought they would. And I work from home now, so I don't really need a car. So Yeah, you can save I that money of, for something new. <laughs> exactly. I kind of freed up a lot of like extra bills for myself. So yeah, it's it, it does feel weird to not have a car in a city where you really <laughs> need a car to get around. Yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> so it's it's been an interesting adjustment, but... <laughs> I'm enjoying a car-free life because I hate driving because Florida drivers are just the absolute worst. Yeah. I hate them all. Although, you know, I've driven a lot of places and I feel like they're pretty bad everywhere. <laughs> they are, but there's something really special about the <laughs> awful and horrible drivers in Florida. Um, We've I just think... got a weird combination of like really slow, pokey old people and like yes. young, fast and furious types who like to pretend they're speed racing down the highway. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, sir, you drive a Volkswagen Golf that's three years old. Please slow down. It's just, it's stupid, but. You know, the lack of road rage is great, and I'm just, <laughs> I like to feel like I have a lot of money, even though I have the same exact amount of money that I had before. <laughs> but yeah, so that's like the bad, crazy, I wouldn't say bad, but more more crazy news, but. Yeah, that was um, kind of crazy, that flash flood. <laughs> it was just so weird because it it happened as fast as it left. Like it, under an hour, it was not flooding anymore. And I was like, how yeah. is this possible? And I think it was a couple of weeks after that that we had a tropical storm come through. Yeah. But it wasn't as bad. <laughs> no, it didn't even rain that bad. I was just like, whatever. Florida is, I think it's personally out to get me. Um, Florida has done a lot of personal attacks against me. And <laughs> I'm well, getting we just to had a, a stray gust the other day that blew my umbrella and shattered my glass table outside. So that was... Oh, <laughs> to try to clean up. oh, that's that's not that fun, especially with the new puppy. Oh my god, he actually, I took him out on a leash when it happened, just to like you know steer him around. And mm-hmm. the next day, before I had cleaned it up, we needed to go out to go to the bathroom, and he was like, "No, I'm not, I'm not doing it." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "I heard what happened, and I do not want to be part of it." It's too scary out there. <laughs> <laughs> gosh i'm i don't know i'm over florida but so anything what can else you do? Anything? any good news yeah yeah i have had okay so i went on a family trip with um my family um josh couldn't come because he had to work that week but uh we went up to georgia and i'm not the biggest fan of georgia personally no offense to georgia fans but I we had a pretty good time it was our first family vacation in like a lot of years like I think since I was in high school so it was really nice to be with my family and whatever 
and I took basically almost a whole week off. But that week when I got back, my first meeting of the day, I got notified that I got a promotion for a position <laughs> that I created somehow. So I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> and then they got like almost like 10% raise and it was really Sweet. nice. Yeah. And then I got a scratch off and doubled my the price of the scratch off as my winning. So it was just crazy, <laughs> like weird money luck happening all at once. And Awesome. I know, it was really great. And then um, an astrologer to tell us what was happening. <laughs> seriously. And if I could extend that into the Powerball winnings, that would be really nice. that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think the universe can uh, give me more money, please. But I don't know, just like, you know, I've been kind of playing more video games recently and kind of just, um, I started, I, I may have started towards the end of our like little spree of recordings, but I started taking a new uh, antidepressant and I just feel like everything is so much better and feels great. And I'm in a really good spot right now. And so. Good. I'm I'm so glad to hear it. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I'm very happy as well. I mean, obviously stressed and I was very Mm -hmm. worried for a little while, but things are all looking good. But I've just, because of all the like extra stress going on, I've right. I'm the type of person who wants to get all my responsibilities done like the second I found out, find out that they are responsibilities. So like you know I do mm-hmm. my homework as soon as it's assigned, so I don't ever have to think about it again, and I will know it's done and not have to be scrambling at the last minute. And mm. so the part of me that feels that way is like frustrated with myself for not having done everything because usually in the face of stress I will like do my homework. <laughs> Right, (laughs) Um, But I guess there's just too much with the puppy and everything else going on that it's like, all I want to do when I have a moment is play video games, (laughs) because that's like the best way to not think about other stuff. So I've been playing a lot of Skyward Sword. (laughs) (laughs) Is Skyward Sword, that's the remake that they did for the Switch, right? Yeah, I definitely played it back when it was on Wii, but I okay, Wii. they redid it so you don't have to use the controls in the same Wii fashion. You can use the remote, and I prefer it. Yes. So <laughs> I'm having fun doing that. I think Cooper hates it when I play the game, though. <laughs> well, of course, because you're not paying attention to him. What I are you know. doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, but so anyway, that all is to explain as well, besides just, you know, letting you guys know what was going on this last two months, but that's why we might have more check-ins. We're thinking of doing some commentaries just because they're a little bit, they don't take any prep work to do. Right. And we definitely, we'll talk about what more is coming later on, but if there's a couple weeks, we will probably take Labor Day off again. And there might be a couple weeks without a podcast or maybe, I don't know what we'll do. We'll try to give you something because, you know, that's the one thing I always uh right. feel about a podcast is if it starts to not put out episodes then it's maybe not gonna last for very much longer so mm-hmm. i want to make sure that we're still putting out stuff as much as we can right anyway. while keeping maya sane for <laughs> all the sane. research because <laughs> it is a lot so i think we will probably look at like commentaries and like fun stuff to do that because this podcast i feel like also it is fun to do but it's it can be a lot of prep work so yeah Writing the recaps still takes a do while it. and the editing afterwards, but that is like, um, 
you know, that I feel like that's the kind of thing that's like, oh, yeah, I got to do that. <laughs> I always forget about it, but it's not like right. I have to think about it before we record. <laughs> so Right, right. <laughs> Okay, but let's talk a little bit about what we what we did. We read Persuasion. We yes. watched the first nine episodes of the second season of Twin Peaks. And mm-hmm. we watched Love and Friendship. And yes. <laughs> that was all super fun. <laughs> we did it very condensed. And we didn't really, like, we recorded all of Persuasion at once. And then we recorded mm-hmm. Twin Peaks. So we didn't really do it at the exact same time. So... Maybe we don't have as many, we might not have made as many connections as we were doing it. Although I think when we recorded the Twin Peaks stuff, we talked about persuasion a little bit more than Twin Peaks when we were talking about persuasion. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so we did get a few comments from people, especially when we released Demons, Twin Peaks episode six, which Mm -hmm. was, I think it was the one... I think it's the one before we find out who the killer is. So, so. where you made your guess as to who the killer was. <laughs> Which will haunt me for the rest of my life. <laughs> but, yeah. But uh, yeah, we did have uh, Christian Hartleban wrote in and he said that it, today's viewers have instincts for like, uh, for the likely possibilities of an abusive parent. Mm-hmm. But before that episode came out, primetime US TV series had never acknowledged that really as a possibility. So right. that's also partially maybe why it was why you did have the right answer the whole time, <laughs> even though you yeah. changed your mind at the last second. I mean, I do have technically verbal confirmation that I did change it back right before the episode. But oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I do agree with that. That maybe like audiences today have like a more of an ability to kind of guess maybe like the more like quote unquote horrible option or like can really figure those things out. But I think it's also like maybe TV back then didn't really address a lot of those kind of like you could say quote unquote more heinous crimes. Mm-hmm. Just because I I had listened a little bit more recently to like true crime podcast just because they make the day go by faster with because like it's basically tell, like storytelling. And it just seems like a lot of people back in the day didn't really like think the idea of like something like a father killing his daughter could be possible or something like this could be. At, like yeah. it, it wouldn't be like the first thing to come to mind. Although like nowadays I feel like we're like, it's always somebody they know. Or... <laughs> well, when I think of like murder mysteries in the past, mm-hmm. I feel like it was always like the least likely person was the killer, you know? And even though we might have thought her father would be the least likely, we know now that that's actually the most likely, you know? Right. Most people are (laughs) killed by someone they know or someone in their family. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, I just, yeah, nowadays we definitely have a lot more instances of that kind of being the case. Yeah. And we did have also a really interesting email from Pamela Terajak? Terak? Terak? Oh, please forgive Uh-oh. me. <laughs> I have it written down correctly, but I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, she says that Twin Peaks 
and Austin, because she likes both Twin Peaks. She actually is one of the moderators for the Facebook group, Twin Peaks Between Two Worlds. And I think Christian is as well. Yeah, so I actually, before I even say that, I did want to mention that on Facebook, there are two Twin Peaks sites, fan sites that we Mm -hmm. post our episodes to. One is called Twin Peaks Between Two Worlds, and the other is Lynchland. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's just Lynchland. It might have another word because I think they had to switch it up and like change it around a little because of (laughs) whatever Facebook things. I want to say Roland. I don't know who runs that one exactly, but but if you're a Twin Peaks or if you know you're at all interested in Twin Peaks, then and you're on Facebook, I would definitely join both of those groups because they're always posting really cool stuff. Like people who've never seen it before will post, you know, I'm starting my journey, or Mm -hmm. lots of little (laughs) factoids and artwork, people's art. I really wish there was a place like these two for Jane Austen people because there's not really a good Facebook group that's like, post your art, post your stuff, tell us what you're doing. Everyone's like, you can't promote yourself on here. And <laughs> I find it very frustrating. Right. And I I would start one, but I, there's no way I'm going to moderate any sort of social media. <laughs> <laughs> I, was saying, I, I don't think we're both regularly on Facebook like that. No. So. <laughs> It would be better for the podcast probably, but I just, that's, I can't do it. <laughs> it <laughs> would make the podcast not fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm sure the group itself would be a cool group because oh yeah, I would love to see everybody's Jane Austen artwork and see what books they're writing because there's a ton out there. There's just no good place that mm-hmm. I've found on Facebook. If you know of one, let me know because I will join it in an instant. Yeah. I mean, really there, cool are, there about... are good Austin groups out there. They're just, mm-hmm. they don't allow promotion. So that's kind of a shame because what I really like about that between the two worlds page is like just fans posting like uh, when they go to like the Palmer house or yeah. they like meet one of the actors or something. And they're just like, you know, you can tell that they're so overjoyed to like just be a part of the uh, Twin Peaks experience almost. Yeah. Really fun. And I think Lynchland, they are the ones who did that online conference that we were um, promoting a little Uh bit. And I think I found them through their, I think it was their Mixcloud where they were doing the weather report playlists. Uh So that's cool if you want to look at that. Anyway, back to the original writer, Pamela. She was saying that she thought that Twin Peaks and, and Jane Austen have surprisingly a lot in common. The society that looks so perfect, but lots of secrets are percolating underneath. Rogues. The strong yet feminine women. I'm honestly befuddled how many Lynch watchers or Austin readers haven't explored the other or are open to. (laughs) I agree. I agree. (laughs) And then she had some direct equivalents beyond even, or I guess beyond Audrey. I don't know. Maybe I missed a sentence or something, but like... Mr. Darcy and Albert. (laughs) Because (laughs) they both come off so prickly, but they're actually nice deep down. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember Tom Bertram from Mansfield Park very well. He was the older Bertram brother who kind Uh of was like a a gambler and did whatever he wanted. Yeah, that sounds fun. I mean, I'm familiar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She equates him with Bobby Briggs. (laughs) <laughs> which is a good one <laughs> yes that's a great one <laughs> marianne dashwood or mary crawford from mansfield park uh, and laura palmer 
because mm-hmm. I think Marianne, because she's just so like romantic and she just throws herself into things. And Mary Crawford, you know, she she knows what's going on all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Lady Catherine de Bourgh and Catherine Martell, which <sighs> another Catherine parallel. I mean, I know when we were doing Northanger Abbey and we were. We were doing a lot of Catherine talk. <laughs> I love that. Like, I would love to see them team up and just be really mean to everyone. Um, <laughs> because it would be, they just have such similar ways of interacting with people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know what exactly we're going to do for the rest of the year, but I have thrown around maybe doing the 1940s Pride and Prejudice around Christmas mm-hmm. time. And the Lady Catherine de Bourgh in that is very different than the Lady Catherine de Bourgh from the books in certain mm-hmm. ways. Um, I mean, she's very similar, but there's like, they changed some stuff around. But uh-huh. because of that version, I like to think that Lady Catherine de Bourgh is secretly like good. Kind of like a, mm-hmm. a Lady Denim, you know, like. I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, I was really pleased to get those responses to that. And we also got a response to one of our Jane Austen episodes mm-hmm. from Natalie. And she <laughs> was talking about, we did one where we talked about, oh, what was it? I can't even remember, but it was a theory. One of the, you know, how we like to do crazy theories based on deep dives at the end sometimes. Yes. And we have found one, I think it was Lady Russell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, we found, so maybe it was like the next to, the penultimate persuasion episode. Uh-huh. And we had found a theory by Arnie Perlstein from his blog. And right, right, right. when we did it, it, I just thought this letter was so funny because when we, um, when we recorded it, right after we were done, Kristen, our guest for that, was saying... Right. Oh my gosh, I listened to that guy, Arnie Perlstein, <laughs> on First Impressions podcast, and I was like ready to throw my iPhone across the room because it made me so mad to hear these crazy theories. <laughs> and I was like, oh, interesting. So I went back and listened to that episode because uh-huh. I've listened to most of First Impressions, but I haven't like, you know, done a all the a way deep through dive, every single episode. So I missed that one. And I, I found him quite delightful. His theories are crazy. <laughs> and I don't necessarily agree with any of them. But I think that he is very, he defends his theories, but he doesn't ever say that like anybody else's theories would be wrong. You know, right. he's just saying, I think you could say this if, you know, based on this, he has stuff to back up his ideas. Right. Anyway, I just, I think it's so funny that people are so you know kind of like almost um she equated it to like a QAnon of uh, <laughs> of, of the Jane Austen world uh-huh. <laughs> that's actually really funny I like that but um. you know as a Twin Peaks and David Lynch lover I mm-hmm. I have to say I don't care about how out there a theory is it's not gonna hurt me for someone else to have a theory that's crazy and I find right. him to be so um, non-offensive with how he presents his theories and defends mm-hmm. them that I <laughs> I personally don't find any problem with it. But maybe if we ever do a theory by him again, I will have to have a trigger warning just so you know. <laughs> this is not saying that this is what it is. It's just a theory right. of what it could be. It's a thought experiment. <laughs> right. I love um, almost like 
a little bit outlandish theories, like whether yeah. it's like for a, a book series or for like a television or movie. <laughs> I just, I think it's so funny to kind of explore something that's probably pretty ridiculous, but like, you know, and I think it's I what I'm really excited about coming up is that new like Marvel what if series because I love those oh, like yeah. little like theory kind of things like oh like what if this happened or maybe this is actually what's happening and it comes to light and that yeah. whole idea of the one little like change and something changing the entire story is just it makes it so cool and it's fun yeah. to speculate in my opinion well in our very first episode that Emma our first mm -hmm. deep dive we ever did was on Harriet and we found an article from the Jane Austen Society of North America that was mm -hmm. arguing that Harriet's mother could have been Miss Miss Bates. Right. And I believe his theory of that would be that it was Mr. Woodhouse was her father because um, <laughs> I think he thinks everyone in Emma is Mr. Woodhouse's child. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone just secretly wants Miss. Mr. Woodhouse as a father because he seems oh, maybe, like maybe that's it. <laughs> maybe maybe it's speaking to that because he's really probably one of the best like older male figures in all the Austin universe. Well, and as we know, I am always looking for the murderer in Jane Austen. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I really can't fault anyone else for their theories, but I did appreciate her writing in and she said some other nice things. But yes. we did Thank not convince so her yet to be a Twin Peaks watcher, but I say if you're listening to the episodes, at least, then you're getting a pretty good idea of what's happening. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, every <laughs> season of Twin Peaks is so different than the last. And so from, you know, it may be like maybe the theme of season one and two aren't for you, but maybe season three is when we get to it. And so, hey, it's got you talking about Twin Peaks. So that's a step in the right place. At least it's in your brain. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> one day one. you'll be like, oh, I'm looking for something moody but not too scary <laughs> a little bit of soapy romance hmm should we do uh oh well i don't know if we ever actually said anything about our own ideas of like how persuasion in twin peaks could have been like if we were going to say cast persuasion with twin peaks characters we've done that before um, <laughs> or vice versa how would we do that I haven't even thought about this, so this is very on the fly. But um, <laughs> let's uh, see. I meant to think about it, but let's see. Who's in Persuasion? Anne Elliot. Is there an equivalent in Twin Peaks of Anne Elliot? Anne Elliot. I kind of, and, you know, I feel like maybe the way I'm thinking about it is like, I feel like Anne Elliot has a lot of qualities that maybe a lot of Twin Peaks characters can relate to or can, you know, can feel themselves and I kind of like the idea of oh my god I just had it hold please I don't think you get a, a lot of like Anne Elliot types in tv and movies especially not in like more as the heroine you know like stuff yeah because she's so quiet and unassuming and like Yes. I feel like Jane Austen writes so many Hufflepuff heroines that, you know, <laughs> you just don't get those in modern day stuff. Right. I kind of <laughs> like the idea of like maybe an Anne Elliot being like a Norma. Like a, yes. yes. That idea of like. That's a, good of like, one. That's a perfect like, one. 
Yeah, like <laughs> just of like, you know, she's maybe Norma can be a little more subdued in her personality, but she's very like firm in what she wants yeah. and how she wants to be treated. And and she had disappointed love too. I mean, it's very- exactly. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yes. So Which would Ed means- be Captain Whitworth? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the idea of, um, Oh God, I cannot remember her name, but of Nadine being the sister who hits her head on the stairs. <laughs> but in this version, because Nadine is a superhuman strength, she breaks the stairs and is fine. <laughs> she gets up, she's fine, you know, then she falls in love with the uh, Oh yeah, that's, that's really funny. <laughs> Although I don't, think that ed would make a great captain wentworth just because yeah. captain wentworth is a little more petty than ed you know like ed is just trying to be a good guy it's like i i almost want to say maybe a bobby a little bit i was gonna say like a slight hank but not as bad as hank but like yes there's just like a certain like petty quality to Captain Wentworth when he comes back to town. <laughs> but like just very much like, well, I'm just gonna get on your nerves just because I can. Like yeah. not letting it go. Yeah. I don't think David Lynch writes a lot of those um those male characters that I just despise. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the Sydneys. <laughs> not that I despise mm-hmm. Captain Wentworth, but like um He's you know, just very qualities. unlikable in the beginning. <laughs> There's just like a petty quality to him and like Sydney and stuff that I don't find that in a lot of David Lynch. And maybe that's just because he's a male writer and, you know, he right to write men from that perspective. Right. But, yeah. Uh, I, I almost like the idea of like there's maybe some sort of comparison you can make to Wentworth in the beginning when he's a little more petty and Audrey sort of like in the beginning oh yeah she's a little bit petty you know because of her life at home and she kind of takes this turn later in the in the series of you know kind of being on the good side and kind of opening up more and being just a better person that's a good one so what about like her family like a mary your favorite or sir walter Hmm. i mean sir walter probably is like a Ben Horn or Catherine Martell, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think... Uh, and Jerry could... Like, Ben and Jerry could be Elizabeth and... Um, uh, I just said it. Sir Walter. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then maybe we can make... Um... I'm not sure which one is which. <laughs> <laughs> I almost want to say we should make Jerry Mr. Elliot. Oh, well... A little more like... A little conniving, a little bit more self-interested, and yeah, I feel like Mr. Elliot. Well, maybe it's just because I think of him as being like ruthless, Mm -hmm. like secretly. But that's true. I kind of think of him as Jean Renault, or uh huh. That's a good comparison. Someone who seems really slick, but is actually like really devious, but not like Leland. Yeah, I would say maybe even like a Blackie because Mr. Elliot has, to me, he never came off as like a serious threat in the book because it never really seemed like Anne really gave him. So he was kind of just like, you knew he was being devious, but the main character wasn't really falling for it. And I feel like that's kind of Blackie because you know she's like not good, but she's not really pulling the strings. (laughs) Yeah, you're, you're 
killing it with this game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my next one would probably be my favorite. I'm not sure if there's really a comparison between the two, but I would love to see Lady Russell be played by Pete Martell. Um, just because he's <gasps> so warm and caring. and That would be perfect so. because, you know, it's like Lady Russell, it's so easy, I think, to look at her and be like, you know, you're giving bad advice and you're not good. But like, I feel like right. she's actually like, she's a mother figure and she's trying to do her best. And I think with Pete right. there, it'd be like, you couldn't ever hate Pete, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I've never hated Lady Russell in the book. And, you know, she really does everything out of the goodness of her heart. And I feel like yeah. that's such a Pete thing. Like Pete is such a lovable character and you, you never hate Pete. So. Aww. Love and I just want <laughs> to be cared for and given uh, maybe not the best advice, but fun advice from Pete. I want to see the Twin Peaks players play all of the Jane Austen <laughs> classics. We should write it like with yes. the Twin Peaks cast playing <laughs> scenes from Jane Austen as we have cast them. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, actually. <laughs> we could do like Twin Peaks that Raft used to do with like their community or oh, God, my brain <laughs> there uh you know what i used i did a couple voices for it read read uh was like a read through or yeah it was like um uh, unseen scenes or you know like uh-huh uh, oh my god so much of this off. <laughs> <laughs> it's our first episode back in a lot of months so um, yeah i need to oil up the old brain Yes. Wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> We're just having fun. Um, I was trying to think of... What other characters are there? I was going to say, I was trying to think of who would play Mrs. Clay. That's kind of like a fun, like... I, I feel mm. like it's such a fun character. I feel like that's almost Hank. Yeah, definitely. Just like, you know, kind of like, you know, kind of kissing up. Although and I feel like I of... like Mrs. Clay better than I like Hank, but... <laughs> Yeah, well, Hank is actually, like, a really bad, awful criminal, so. Yeah. <laughs> and Mrs. Clay is, you know, she's just trying to get a good life for herself. Yeah, so that would be fun. I do think he's a good equivalent. Yes. Ugh. I can't think of who's, like, uh, what about the Crofts or the Musgroves? Did we get a Mary? I don't think we did. Mary's, like, hypochondriac, very kind of, like, overreactive, in need hmm. of attention. <laughs> I almost, almost want to say like, Horn for that one. <laughs> that's a good one. Or, you know, the character in Twin Peaks doesn't really act as, like, dramatic and everything, but I feel like he really craves attention is James. Uh, he always <laughs> does it in his own way, where he's always, somehow it seems like he wants to be the center of attention. It is true. Yeah, he's he does it in a different way, but... Right. I almost forgot about the whole James, Donna. Yes. Who are they equivalent and, to? Oh, gosh. I feel like if you're talking about, like, their love story, it's very much... Are James and Donna, Charles and Mary? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is a pretty good fit, but I feel like it's... I'm trying to figure out... Maybe, like, Louisa and... Um, oh, Harrietta. Oh, uh, Benick. Benick. <laughs> yeah, James could be a good Benick. <laughs> yeah. Very kind of like mopey. And, and actually, oh. Donna would make a good Louisa, too. I think. Yeah. With her, like, 
it's me. It's all about me. I want it to be about me, <laughs> yes. not you. <laughs> <laughs> I just flash back to all her scenes in this season where she is like, well, I'm Laura now. And her hair is yeah. down and she's smoking <laughs> a cigarette everywhere. And she's like, I'm a exactly. bad person. I'm like, I'm really bad now. Yeah. And uh, Maddie can be Henrietta <laughs> going along for the ride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Being told what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel like as like a family whole, like a family unit, the Musgroves would be played by the Haywards just because they're like that warm yes. family. Yes. They're not as like rowdy yes. and maybe yeah. like, what's the word? Just kind of like not vivacious, but like just very like big personality. I just but... had, I know who the Crofts are. They're Ooh. Gordon Cole and Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh my God, I love that actually a lot. That's perfect. So I guess, well, who else? We didn't do Harry and Josie. Who who could they be? Or Lucy. Or Lucy and Andy. Oh, Lucy gosh. and Andy, I think, could fit into any Jane Austen. <laughs> yes. I it's feel like Lucy random. and Andy are... Mary and Charles. <laughs> oh, they, they could be Mary and Charles, too. <laughs> I feel like they have that kind of relationship. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Who else are we missing? Oh, God. Uh, I just said it. Just said it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it left our brains. Lucy and Andy and... Oh, Harry. Oh, and, Harry and Josie. Um, and Josie. Oh, gosh. I feel like Josie would also be a really good Anne Elliot yeah. in a way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could see that. I like that comparison. But she is definitely more, I mean, Anne doesn't have any conniving in her <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I would say like maybe the persona that Josie puts I feel like on. Harry could good. be Anne Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> and Josie could be Wentworth. <laughs> I really love that. <laughs> the whole like, I'm going to put on a show and then you kind of really see who they are at the end. Yeah. I love that actually. That's so good. Ugh. Well, I think we did enough of that. Um, is there any love or friendship Twin Peaks comparisons we want to throw out there? Oh, gosh. Or that even would be love and friendship fun. persuasion comparisons? Like, is there a Lady Susan in <laughs> any other Jane Austen that we've read? Or any... I don't know if there is another Lady Susan out there. <laughs> is there Lady any Susan. of the David Lynch or Twin Peaks? Oh, oh there's got to be in David Lynch. I feel like she is I mean, very much a David Lynch character. Yeah. Like a Catherine Martell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that because, and maybe like not as like cutting as Catherine, but maybe like a little bit more like she's, Lady Susan is just that type where she'll like maybe hurl an insult at you, but she'll say it with like such kindness and yeah. like, <laughs> you know, like she's like, oh, I'm your friend, but you know, yeah, here's the she insult. She wins you over every time. Exactly. By somehow making fun of you. And you're like, oh, I just love her. <laughs> God, Lady Susan, uh, I We think... should do a commentary for that one at some point, for sure. Oh my God, yes, please. That would be so much fun. Because I, I feel like 95% of it would be just me laughing at her because all those little one-liners are so good. I would love to start a petition to have Lady Susan and make an appearance in every single Jane Austen adaptation. But she yeah, has to be played by Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> well, I feel like I want to make a petition that Kate Beckinsale shows up in some David Lynch something so that we can have yeah. a proper crossover. Or Laura she, Dern can be, be in a um, Jane Austen adaptation. <laughs> oh, please. I want Let's have both one of, of them to be in everything. <laughs> <laughs> but that can lead us into News Roundup. <laughs> 
News Roundup. <laughs> <laughs> Insert noise of Paperboy at the corner. Well, first of all, big news that happened during our break. Mm-hmm. Sanditon got picked up for two more seasons. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. We did it. I know. I mean, I almost, I know we probably had nothing to do with it, but the fact that we had such a good response to our Sanditon episodes and then like as soon as we were done with them, they're like, oh, I guess people do like this. (laughs) (laughs) I I will say that maybe, maybe we don't necessarily have the credit for to the two extra seasons we're getting. <laughs> no, which two probably extra all seasons. the people who listen to it have the credit for it. Yeah, but I will say I will take the credit for the fact that Sydney will not show up in any of those two seasons. <laughs> I feel yes, like they I... heard this podcast and they heard how much of a horrible person Sydney was from our words, and or maybe Theo James heard it and was out. like, maybe I don't want to play this character anymore. or maybe they were like we can't do it without him and then they heard this podcast and they're like oh we could definitely do it without him (laughs) yeah (laughs) it seems like a lot of people would like it more (laughs) so i i will take credit for that yeah it was funny when i started to think of sydney as kind of like a captain wentworth parallel i started to think they Uh could have done something good with his character to like make him more you know desirable of a partner for like Charlotte or whatever. But I'm really glad that he won't be just because I feel like he bogged down the story so much. Like we yeah. just spent so much time like, oh, Sydney, <laughs> when there were so many other cool things that I wish we had been exploring. So I'm excited. I we do follow Crystal Clark and I think uh-huh. uh, Rose McGowan. I don't remember her name. No. But, um, <laughs> no. Not, not Rose, Rose McGowan. McGowan. No, not no. Rose McGowan. That's a different person. <laughs> Rose Servino. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Really... Look it up because I don't remember. <laughs> That's the other thing. The last two months, I haven't looked at social media at all. It was like, I put up the things for the podcast and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Rose Williams. Rose Williams. Oh, my, the easiest one. <laughs> I guess maybe because I was thinking British and McGowan. I don't know. Anyway, but I uh, somehow knew you were going to say McGowan because when you <laughs> paused after Rose, I was like, McGowan, is that what she's going to say? And you said it, <laughs> which is so uh, funny. <laughs> but I didn't recognize, I don't remember her name either, but yeah. Rose anyway, I followed them both and I, Crystal Clark has been putting up a lot of stuff about how she's excited. She's got the new scripts and yay. I think there was a little bit of controversy with the guy who plays Tom, but I don't know. I don't really follow the news very well, so I'm just excited. And we'll, I think our goal is going to be to try to do podcasts like when it comes out. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if we can be topical for once. But yes, I do think it will probably come out in, in um, like England before it comes out here. So we won't be that topical. So <laughs> yes, hopefully we can <laughs> avoid some spoilers because I am so excited for those. I'm excited we're getting two seasons. And I know. honestly, so they have a plan. Yeah. And, and I think they the got only, writers. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I hope that maybe a lot of the criticisms and that maybe people had had about the first season and maybe like how certain things were treated in regards to Georgiana and some of the other yeah. characters that they kind of like pick up on those. And I'm just, I have a feeling it's going to be even better than what we think it's going to be. 
Yeah. And if the only two male characters we so get too. are Lord Babington and Arthur, then I think that's okay. Because they're my favorite. I agree. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Let's just do all the guys go out of town. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I love girls a good romance. Only. Don't get me wrong. but <laughs> I also love a good girl. If you trip. can't do it right, don't do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then I, we did talk about this um, because the news had already come out while we were recording the Persuasion Adaptation, Persuasion episodes, but there are two <laughs> Persuasion Adaptations coming out. Yes. I've only really seen news for the Netflix one with Dakota Me Johnson too. because I don't know the other one. I don't know if the other one's filming, but I did see something about them. I think they were filming on the Cobb and I was like, are they doing the competing filming? <laughs> <laughs> they like, no, I, this have, time. <laughs> I have the cop today you have it tuesday <laughs> so i'm super excited for both of those to come out mm-hmm. the one that uh we seemed the most excited about is the fire island one that yes uh is it joel kim booster no or yes joel kim booster is doing it's like a pride and prejudice on fire island, fire island kind of queer <laughs> yeah it's i'm super excited because i had i'm a, a big fan of joel kim boosters and i had heard on a podcast maybe like a maybe about two years ago that he had mentioned something about this script and then i was like oh that sounds like a great idea i would you know be perfect at <laughs> the podcast and then we hear that it's coming up you know coming up soon and that some one of my favorite people Bo and Yang got casted in it as well Woo! from uh, <laughs> most people probably know him from SNL but he's just amazing so funny and oh, Las Culturistas yes we definitely which, recommended them before <laughs> oh, oh yeah I mean that's one of my favorite podcasts ever and Joel Kim Booster has been on that podcast a lot so <laughs> they've always got a great chemistry so I'm really excited about it and I think I read somewhere that Joel was talking about the writing of the script and I may not be a hundred percent correct, but I want to say he had written it like almost four years ago. Whoa. And cause he had like taken a trip to Fire Island and had like, I don't know, just like saw like the different things going on on his trip. And he was like, Ugh. and he had brought, <laughs> I think Pride and Prejudice to read on that trip because he loves that book. And he was like, I've got to write this. So I'm so excited it got picked up. I feel like of all of the things coming out, this is the one that I'm like, is should we try to interview someone? I mean, I'm terrified cool. to try to interview <laughs> anybody. But yeah, because that one just feels like the most up our alley. <laughs> I'm sure there are yes. other, I know that there are like queer uh, Jane Austen podcasts that are like specifically about that. But uh-huh. I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to say <laughs> we... We really wanted to (laughs) uh, cover that one. We are the most excited for that one. So, Absolutely. Yeah. There's also, I heard a while back that there was supposed to be a different, like, I don't know if it's a modern Pride and Prejudice or just a new adaptation of Pride and Prejudice, but Uh I looked for it and I could not find anything else about it. So I don't know if that one just isn't happening anymore, but. Maybe uh, it's delayed production with COVID and all that stuff and. But there's also a David Lynch Netflix project coming <sighs> that has been delayed from COVID, but it has been known as Wisteria Lane and Unrecorded Night, I believe, are like the two kind of, un, you know, fake titles Possible they names. put on stuff. <laughs> and then recently, the town where Twin Peaks is filmed was told that there is going to be some filming and that it's all secret, so no one will know what it is. And... 
I don't know. Oh, it just feels gosh. like it's possible that there might be more Twin Peaks. But even if it's not, if it's just anything new, David Lynch, I hope that it's like 20 episodes long so that we can <laughs> have plenty of David Lynch material yes. because I was making a new master list of what all we needed to still cover. And at first I was like, oh, it's kind of equal. That's cool. And then I was remembering all this other Jane Austen stuff. And I was like, oh, it might actually be a lot more Jane Austen stuff than David Lynch stuff. And... <laughs> she did have I a know. couple hundred years start over him, so. <laughs> well, yeah. It's crazy, though, because, like, I mean, she wrote six books. <laughs> right. Know? And, you know, uh, Lady Susan and some Juvenalia and stuff. But still, there's so much to cover for her because there's just been so many adaptations and stuff. Right. Plus, the books take a while. And there are a lot of more David Lynch stuff. There are David Lynch books that we will cover eventually. But I do hope that it's a really long series, whatever <laughs> it is, because Agreed. more episodes, the better, so that we don't at some point be like, well, I guess they we're just a Jane Austen podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think there's like, I love when creators have like a new project and they don't really tell you what it is at all. Um, I love that whole mystery of like, what is this going to be? And they just don't tell you anything. So I, I feel like there's just like the most, for me, it's like, that's like what I'm kind of the most like buzzed about because I'm like, I want to know what this is. And I just want to know, like, is there a relation to Twin Peaks? Is there not? I don't know. And I want to say that Laura Dern is going to be a part of this. I don't know for sure. I mean, I think it's a good guess considering she usually (laughs) is. But yeah, so I mean, anything that David Lynch and Laura Dern do together is going to be amazing. I mean, anything either of them do is going to be amazing, but... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I think that's all the news. I guess that can lead into what's coming next. And like I said, our plans are a little more up in the air. We're not going to... I know that we have our one-year anniversary in like the middle of October. So we'll Mm -hmm. definitely do some sort of a something for that. Yes. I mean, our two-year anniversary. (laughs) Oh, I didn't catch that. (laughs) (laughs) Which is crazy. Two years of doing this podcast. Oh, my God. And the majority of the time in the time of COVID. (laughs) (laughs) And we also have our 100th episode coming up even before that because uh, we've done a couple where we had extra episodes. <laughs> I'm so worried about not having an episode for a week, but yeah, we've had a couple of weeks where we had two episodes. <laughs> right. Uh, actually, I think somewhere we're listed as bi-weekly and I'm like, no, no. we're just weekly. <laughs> <laughs> just weekly. Every once in a while you're going to have a special surprise, but mostly we're just weekly. Right. So, but I think one of, okay, we're going to do hopefully a commentary on persuasion the one we already covered the 2007 one because i just want to watch it again having read the book and see how we feel about it and Mm -hmm. commentaries are fun to do and it's like an hour and a half it should be an easy one and then for the jane austen side i think what we're doing next is we're gonna do the 80 i don't know 86 80 i don't know what year it was exactly could have been the 90s but it was a sense and sensibility bbc adaptation miniseries it's seven parts but they're only half an hour each so i think we'll probably do in like four episodes 
And we were going to, and we may still, um, just continue doing Twin Peaks. And I think we probably will ultimately do that. But I was thinking that maybe we should cover Wild at Heart real quick. Because Mm -hmm. I believe it was around this time that David Lynch started really working on Wild at Heart and kind of like wasn't as focused on Twin Peaks. It was more focused on Wild at Heart. So it might be interesting to watch that just as like, oh, this was what was taking up his attention before we get to the rest of Twin Peaks. Right. That's a great idea. So, and plus, I don't know. (laughs) Sometimes a movie can be fun. And I haven't watched that one in so long. And Nicolas Cage is really in the zeitgeist right now. And he's in that movie. Yeah. So I think that would be a fun one to do. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. Well, for some reason, that one has, like, completely left my mind. Um, but, like, now that you said Nicolas Cage, I'm like, oh, wait, I do remember that one, kind of. So <laughs> uh, that's exciting. And I know we had talked about, and this is, like, a, a way look into the future, but we had kind of sort of discussed during our break, like, what book do we want to do maybe at the beginning of next year? And yeah. Yeah, so we were talking about of... maybe doing Emma since um, yes. we kind of started with Emma. There's more Emma adaptations than anything else in the world. Emma's right. kind of her masterpiece. And, you know, we're going out of order for the book, so might as well yeah. do Emma. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, I want to see Mansfield Park eventually, but I almost feel like that one is the least understood by people. So it almost feels mm-hmm. like you kind of need the background of having seen some other stuff. But, uh, yeah, we were, I mean, I still... Obviously, Sense and Sensibility and Pride and Prejudice are two of her most famous books. And we will definitely do them. And we're very excited to do them someday. But we were just thinking maybe doing Emma instead (laughs) next. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) At the beginning of the year. Yeah. And we're kind of still like ruminating. I think for a lot of the time for the books, we kind of just go on and like, oh, how are we feeling? Like what is really standing out to us? Like when we're choosing. Yeah. But also if you guys have any suggestions of what books we haven't done yet that you want to hear us do like let us know and that may factor into our decision if we get a lot of responses for a certain book and actually i found two very interesting things on youtube recently one was i discovered a few episodes of a really old pride and prejudice mini series that was done way back in the day before they actually saved stuff like that you know where they would basically tape over it because they didn't think about the fact that people might want to rewatch it again someday (laughs) there's a few a couple of episodes of that on youtube and i think there might even be like an italian version of pride and prejudice like one episode of it so we'll definitely have to try to cover that someday hopefully it won't get taken down from youtube at some point and then also (laughs) i found on the air which is oh no no, I've already, I knew that On the Air was on there, but I found Hotel Room, which is a David Lynch mm. thing he did for HBO, I believe. Oh. And that, I think, I found on YouTube, which we definitely have to cover. I was kind of afraid that we might never be able to find that one. So uh-huh. now that I found it, I'm like, oh, we should do that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds but with David of- Lynch, I almost kind of am enjoying kind of going almost in order so that we can kind of see how he progresses i mean it's not exactly in order but there's mostly done stuff from the early in his career except for like the shorts and stuff so right but even those we did 
kind of see like the evolution of his shorts throughout all yeah of yeah we started with his earliest and i think the most recent ones we did were way more present day almost yeah so i mean we'll see <laughs> we're keeping it up in the air we'd still love to hear from you guys as to if you have any ideas of what we should do next or if you have any obscure things that you know of that we maybe not have not heard of or right. as long as you know where we can find them. I mean, you can tell us about them if you don't know where to find them because I can try to find them somewhere. But <laughs> Right, and you never know. They might become available sometime soon. Yeah, I feel like we should start just a Manners and Madness YouTube page just to share like lists of random things that I'm finding. Because <laughs> I have one for us personally, but I don't have like a Manners and Madness YouTube. Official whatever. Yeah. Someday we could put our pretty faces up on there. I could watch it on my big screen and be like, oh, never again. (laughs) (laughs) No, we'll be perfect and beautiful for the camera. I I don't even wear makeup, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, also, I was thinking maybe Wild at Heart, we might just save and do like around Halloween time. Okay. And then there's also the possibility that maybe we'll do the A&E Pride and Prejudice miniseries for Christmas. Or we might do the 40s one. It really just depends on... Because I've been trying to, like, plan it out week by week. And it's just impossible for me to make it all fit perfectly and know. So we're going to leave it a little more open. (laughs) We'll probably do more (laughs) check-ins. Right. And, yeah, I I have an idea for what we might do for a two-year anniversary. But I have to see if that will work out. But if not, we'll do it sometime for sure. But I'll, I'll just tease just tease it that far. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did we make it through this? (laughs) (laughs) I think so. Part of me was thinking like maybe to kind of close it off, we would kind of talk about almost like a little tiny recommendations corner just being like what are we really liking right now like what's kind of occupying our time yeah that's a good idea we rarely do them on the check-ins but it's been so long i have a lot right. more things that i've experienced <laughs> over the past two months. <laughs> exactly uh well what are you going to recommend well one of the things i'm kind of like really enjoying right now is josh and i had never watched the sopranos and so, you know, people always talk about it's one of the best shows ever. And so we kind of just started it. And what was funny was uh, one of the most recent episodes we had, um, we had watched had Alicia Went on it. Um, and ah. she was great. In it. Oh, we um, didn't even mention that we did an episode of First Impressions podcast where we talked about modern persuasion with Alicia. Right, Wynn. right. That stars so Alicia Witt. Yeah. Y'all yeah, should go we back can, and listen to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that could be like one of our little recommendations. Like oh, it was really idea. fun to do that. I. <laughs> it was. I will say I, I always get nervous when we do crossovers because I'm like, I'm, I know I'm the most, like the least knowledgeable person here, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, they just make it so much fun over there. And yeah, they, I it's love always so relaxing. To and them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're so much fun. It was very nice. I've never, I mean, we did, we've done, um, we've had people as guests on ours and we did that one crossover with Twin Peaks Unwrapped, but I've never right. been like an official guest on a podcast until then. So yeah, that, that was, was fun. fun. <laughs> it was really fun. And, you know, hopefully we'll get to do it more often and have people more often on ours. Yeah. So, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your Sopranos recommendation. No, I, I had had that on my mind too. But we're about 
almost done, I think, with the second season. And it is so, it's just so good. Like, parts of it, 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 I don't want to say it's aged well, because, like, you know, it was made in the 90s, sort of, and early 2000s. A lot of it, you know, maybe there's some misogynistic kind of things in it, and maybe slightly racist things, but just like the that's mobsters for you yeah like (laughs) what are you gonna do with mobsters there are criminals but just like i guess like maybe like the story the storyline and like the progression of the characters through it and like i would say the caliber of acting on it has Mm -hmm. really aged well like it's just so well done edie falco i can probably watch doing anything at all because she's (laughs) so good yeah and her character i think is carmella is my favorite on the Sopranos she's just so great um but you really I kind of like now I understand the like genius aura that was kind of around James Gandolfini at the time Uh uh-huh because he is just so good like you I like don't believe he's an actor I'm like that is a person he was (laughs) he he was Tony Soprano um (laughs) I just I really like it a lot and it's just so good and it's so easy to watch and I think I can't I think they're longer than 30 minute episodes, but it just feels so fast because you're just like so wrapped up in the story. So I really have been enjoying that. Yeah. I watched that back in the day when it was on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, I don't know why it's taken this long to kind of get into it. There's a lot of like, I would say classic HBO shows like six feet under and the wire that I have not watched yet. So we're starting with this one and I'm really enjoying it. So it makes me excited for these other ones, (laughs) but what else am I? Oh, the game that I always talk about and always recommend for the PS4 just came out with a new DLC expansion. And (laughs) I of course have already beaten it and it is, it's really, really good. It kind of references the old, the like first two games a little bit, but you don't really need to play them to know this, anything about this. It kind of just gives you everything. But I've really enjoyed that, and I'm still playing that game like a psychopath. Um, <laughs> what else? And I would say probably the the last thing that's really been kind of like fun to do. I've just been kind of getting back into like Nintendo stuff and like uh-huh. even just like Mario stuff in general. I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart online, which has <laughs> been really fun. Kind of just a good like mindless thing you can do to like kind of de-stress and just focus on one fun thing. So I would recommend those things. Cool. Let's see. For me, I already said playing a lot of Skyward Sword. It's still really good. And I feel like it's kind of like, I mean, I guess all Zelda games have lore to them, but it feels like it's Uh kind of like setting up the entire Zelda universe in a way. Like, I don't know if it's the old, like, the earliest one in timeline order i don't think it is but i'm just seeing a lot of parallels between it and like breath of the wild so i'm Mm -hmm. I'm excited for next year's breath of the wild 2 coming out or whatever it's gonna be called (laughs) and i think on the last episode actually i got i recommended loki because i think it had come on oh yeah and so i watched all of that and Mm -hmm. i really loved it um so good yeah and right now I've just been watching, I mean, it's it'll be over by the time this comes out, but I've been watching the Olympics because uh-huh. I know there are like, you know, problems with the Olympics, especially this year, but I just, it makes me cry with happiness so often. I don't <laughs> even know, like just, 
when someone wins and they're just, you know, I don't know, something about teamwork and these these athletes like working so hard for this thing and finally reaching their goals. (laughs) I just love the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And I used to be a synchronized swimmer. So I'm very invested in the artistic swimming, which is what it's called now. And I'm very annoyed with NBC and how they let people who don't have cable watch the Olympics. it's not a it's it's really hard if you don't have cable to watch the olympics because you can tie into like the nbc sports app and you can get all of everything is on there except for right. if you don't have cable or you don't have a provider which i don't then they won't let you use it so like what's That's the point so of paying stupid. for peacock if you're not gonna let me watch the olympics so yes i i agree but I loved all the new sports. I love rock yes. or sports climbing. I loved surfing. I love skateboarding. Yeah, skateboarding just, seemed yeah. like a little bit more dramatic than I thought it would be. Um, I didn't like necessarily watch it, watch it, but I just like kind of paid attention to all the updates coming out of it, and just I was like, oh, this. I just reading about it feels so emotional. Last night I discovered a new sport that I never knew about. I don't know if it's new this year. Or- it's definitely some like old Greek throwback, but it's called the modern pentathlon. And it's oh. first it's swim. Well, I don't know what order it goes in, but it's fencing, swimming, oh. horse jumping, and then a running slash shooting. Like you run and you shoot and you run and you shoot race at the end. And I was oh like, gosh. that is a crazy sport. <laughs> <laughs> How do you have feel- all those skills? <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that's one of those things where it's like, these are the only 10 people in the world who are able to do all this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like so crazy, like based on uh, back in the Greek days, how they would train soldiers. So they would have to do all these to see who was the best, you know, uh-huh. ideal of a Greek soldier. So that's why there's like jumping and fencing and stuff like that. But that's so cool. I know. I was like, how have I never seen this one? You guys only have like two clips from it. I feel like you need to show me this whole thing. Right. But one thing I did notice on the app, and maybe this is a weird tangent, but it feels like I'm only watch like only women are competing in sports because for some reason <laughs> I, I'm only seeing the replays and the clips of like the women's and I keep going, uh-huh. are the men competing in these sports? I guess maybe <laughs> women go first usually. And so I watch that. And then by the time the men go, I'm like, well, I already saw it. But then I forget. Oh, <laughs> right. The men have to have a go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I always, especially when it came to like gymnastics, I always preferred women's gymnastics just because it seems like there's more emotion and there's more like stuff. I, feel like, I just feel like the stuff they do is so much more entertaining uh, yeah. In a sense of like, I just am like, how is that even possible? It's like not just about strength training, but like about how your body yeah. moves in the air. And so I always enjoyed more of the women's stuff as well. The men's one and always could... seems so quiet. There's like, there's no yeah. music in the background. It's just them holding as still as they can on some rings. I mean, it's very yeah. impressive. I do like the men's stuff. But I definitely prefer the women's. And this year was yeah. so good with like Simone Biles having to leave and then come back and the yes. girls being triumphant. And um, I love the Olympics. <laughs> I, I usually do too. I would say this year I haven't watched it as much as I have in the past. Um, but I have been enjoying hearing all like the crazy cool stuff. Like Allison Felix, I think as of 
either this morning for us or last night. She's the most decorated Olympian uh, for track and field. Yeah, I haven't seen that much track and field. That's the one thing that I'm like, I need to, they need to um, Mm -hmm. do like a condensed, sometimes they'll do replays, which are like the whole thing, which sometimes can get a little long, or they'll do highlights, which are just like one or two minutes of it. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I need something in the middle, like a 30 minute recap replay. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like the, I always, I always love the sprinting events because they're just so quick. Usually the, the race ends in like 10 seconds or less yeah. sometimes. And you're just like, you've been training yeah. your whole life for this 10 second race. And it's just um, all the heats leading up to it that I'm like, is this the race? No, okay, this one doesn't. Okay, they're just deciding who gets to move on. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we can, we can speed through some of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the, the one thing about track and field is that they always have so it's like so much like qualifying stuff. Yeah. Um, but and then we had um, for Canada the first trans non-binary person to win a gold medal for their soccer team. Um, oh, as really? they, they won the gold. Yeah, I think uh, U.S. women's. Uh, I didn't won the even bronze, see that. I so. saw the New Zealand weightlifter, who's yes, a trans a trans woman. Yeah. Yes, that was a first too, which was so great. And I think uh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but we had someone. I think she was a queer woman for shot put i believe she won the gold so that was really great so it's just like a lot of like i feel like there's been so much like fun like first and like just these, the, like um, kind of bigger than life kind of things happening was the canadian was it soccer yes was it a trans man no it was a trans non-binary person on the uh who was i guess uh, playing on the canadian women's uh national team oh, okay yeah, and they cool. just uh, won gold. <laughs> I can't remember who they played. Maybe it was Australia, I think. I want to say maybe. But um, <laughs> yeah, so it was like the first time I think a trans person, I think definitely placed a gold. I want to say, I might be wrong. But it was still just a lot of exciting <laughs> news coming out of the Olympics, yeah. which is pretty cool. And there have been a lot more um, mixed races where they have men and women like together on a team or competing with each other. And I appreciate that as well. (laughs) Don't the equestrian ones, they're men and women compete together. I, I want to say, I don't know. I could be totally wrong. (laughs) I don't see how, like, I don't see a reason for why they would really, any sport would need to be separated. But uh, that one to me, it's like, it feels very reliant on the horse. So (laughs) I wouldn't see why it would matter, but yeah, I don't think it, I don't see why it would matter. Oh, that was the other thing about the pentathlon is the, the horse jumping part. You just get assigned uh-huh. a horse randomly, like twenty minutes. Before. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so scary. <laughs> oh my god, you should have seen Cooper watching dressage. He went crazy. How oh, does he love it? <laughs> well, he was like, "What am I? What?" He loves to watch TV, but the he has never <laughs> met a horse in real life. So to see a horse dancing as his first experience with a horse, he was just like, what is happening? What is happening? He kept running around the room and barking and coming back to me and being like, what's on TV right now? (laughs) He's probably like, do you see this enormous dog dancing on TV? It was so funny. So funny. I love when animals could see other animals on TV and they're like, what's happening? (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, I think we definitely filled up enough time. Oh, yeah, yeah. We always fill up the check-ins really easily. Yeah. I think next week you'll probably be getting the persuasion commentary. 
and oh, yeah. um yeah because yeah i think we'll figure Life. it out <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so then then we'll see what comes next <laughs> yeah yeah um, and we'll probably do it the same way we did for the other commentaries with like um a condensed one with all the extra spaces taken out in case you don't mm-hmm. want to watch it along with the movie and then we'll just have the plain one if you do want to watch it with the movie yes that'll be our one few bi-weekly instances <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i don't count those as two episodes when i'm doing I my count of how many episodes because <laughs> they're one. essentially the same if it's like when we did the secret diary and we had the spoilerific talk at the end right. i do count that as an episode but if it's just like the commentary extra track i don't count that yeah i don't think we should just because it's or essentially just like the same if- if we have a week off and we just are like, hey, we just want to let you know we're not on this week. I don't count that as an episode either. <laughs> <laughs> no two-minute episodes. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I haven't done the math in my head recently, but I'm pretty sure it's sometime in September that we will have our 100th episode. So. Oh, my gosh. We will have to get a bottle of champagne and pop it on the podcast. I have so much wine in this house. <laughs> oh, let's pop, let's pop 100 bottles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it was great to be back to the podcast after a two-month hiatus. And I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It almost looked like you were going to say something. So I was like, let me pause real quick. (laughs) I was thinking, (laughs) is there something else that I am saying after this? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I think you're, you're fine. Oh, contact. We should do contact. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> if you <laughs> have any... Tell us how insane we are. Yes, tell us how insane we are. And then also, if you have any recommendations for what book we want to do next, you can email us at mannersandmadness at gmail.com. You can tweet us or DM us, really, on Twitter at mannersmadness or on Instagram at mannersandmadnesspod. Or you can leave a one-minute voicemail on our website at mannersandmadness.com. Yes, and we hope that you do. We have enjoyed getting correspondence this last two months. Oh, and yeah. if you have, if you, you know, wanted to say something about what we've already covered on this check-in or like persuasion or whatever, you can still write in. We'll still talk about it. Don't worry. <laughs> yes. And yeah, so, oh, oh, right. I, because it hasn't come out yet, but um, it will have come out by the time this one comes out. I just want to say uh-huh. thanks, John Bernardi. Yes, thank you. His episode just came out last week, and I was very excited to talk to him, although it's been a while since I listened to it, so (laughs) (laughs) still good. (laughs) I'm sure it's great. And thank you to... um, I've already heard it. (laughs) Yes, and thank you to Kristen and Maggie for having us on there. You should definitely check out their episode. It was so much fun. Yes, Modern Persuasion. It stars Alicia Witt. It's... um, very lifetime reminiscent of a movie, yes. but definitely on a little bit of a higher caliber than that. And yeah, we had a lot to say about it and we laughed a lot. So <laughs> yeah, it was a really fun episode. And that one, that one, I will say that's a really great movie to watch and then listen to the episode so that you can totally get yeah. in on all the jokes and everything. Yeah. And it's nice because we probably at some point would have tried to cover it for the podcast, but I feel yes. like, you know, doing it for for first impressions is good enough. So you can go listen to that one. Yes. We don't need to cover it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then, you know, 
get invested in their podcast because it's really good. It's really fun to listen oh, to. Oh, yeah. Them. I'm sure you probably already are because they've been around a lot longer exactly. than us. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Huh. All right. Well, this was such a pleasure and we will talk to you guys next week. Yes. Stay safe. Get vaccinated, please, so that we can return please. to normal. Please. And um, thank you for listening. Yes. Good night. Bye. <laughs>